2: Okay, I gotta fix my light.
0: Hold on.
3: <laughs> Let's see if that's better.
0: <clears throat> no. Nope. Good morning, Miss Kelly. Good morning. I think no matter what I'm doing, I'm kind of dark on the screen, but oh well, that's as good as we're gonna get. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing just great. How about Good. you, Sarah? I'm hanging in. I, um, I'm at the office, obviously. Mm-hmm. I We have a contractor coming by, and then they're painting the building, mm. which is really challenging. I'm very challenged by them painting the building. Um, and then my stomach's been upset for, like, several days. So it's just, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> trying to not let it all get to me but it was the one the one contractor day was really nice because I, I was the other guy was kind of a jerk but yesterday they didn't realize we were downstairs so mm. like they just started power washing right above our our window which was open oh, okay. i was like ah, you know and they couldn't see because they're up on the scaffolding yeah. so today i asked i was like so what are you guys doing today and the guy goes well we're working on the outside and i was like yeah that's kind of obvious dude <laughs> and then the other guy like and he and he was just kind of being snitty right. and so then the other guy followed me Goes, where's your office i'll tell you what we're doing today and i'm like oh thank goodness so yesterday it was loud from the power washing they're done with the power washing but then he goes oh yeah we're gonna be gr- like doing grinding on your side of the building today hmm. well,
3: well, you, it's light at the end of the tunnel there yeah the challenge. Well, it's,
0: not, it's not much light because it's still like they just started, and they it, said so it's gonna be four to six weeks. Yeah. But
3: well, they did well, that in my house here in Mexico, but uh, thankfully I was in Texas, so didn't have to go through that. <laughs> it's always the challenge of staying in the eye of the hurricane, you know, as the hurricane moves on. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and
0: then I forgot. I, I just, you know, I was thinking I had to be here for the architect. But I forgot we had class, so it was like. Then I was like, "Oh crap!" Now I have to get there early, so I end up. I picked up breakfast on the way, so I'm eating.
2: <laughs> right. Good. Good.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh well. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a morning person, as I've said, and so it's like every morning, every Tuesday morning, it's like I'm just not cognizant of it until <laughs> my Maybe. phone like dings at me. I'm like, ah.
3: <laughs> well, you always seem to be on top of it in the morning, you know, from this end anyway
0: my phone rings at me multiple times.
3: Mm,
0: okay. <laughs> my phone rings at like seven. It rings at seven fifteen. It rings at like seven fifty
2: five.
0: I say actually, it should be ringing again pretty soon. So, well, how's Mexico going? What's what's what else? It's I'm raining in Mexico. Yeah. The rains have
3: come, and it's raining right now. Uh, oh wow. It's been green and good. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this rainy season down there or is it just yeah, a... Yeah,
3: you know? yeah rainy season is summer.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's kind of like foggy season for us. It's July. Mm-hmm. I it hasn't been bad yet, but we're kind of all waiting for it.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've been <clears throat> thinking more about the, uh, the heart lately, you know, and uh, it seemed like... The, yeah, it's 62 degrees right now. Uh, it seemed like to me, Kelly, that You know, energy comes in, the I am, it comes in, we filter it through this head, which is the home of ego, it seems to me, all these thinking. Right. Then the heart, though, is really the witness center. You know, that's that's the real eye. You know, being able to see with the eye of the heart has got to be the true vision. And Uh so I've been working with breathing into that. and There you go. (laughs) Wake up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was, oh, my gosh, you have to sign on now. Yeah. well and it's interesting that even shown on the physical level there's actually more communication going from the body and the mind to the heart exactly. than from the body and the heart to the mind
3: yeah that heart math institute out there in california has done a lot of good work on that
0: it's, it's really interesting
3: yeah so i'm thinking the eye of the heart is um, not project on how to tune into that eye and uh, lead from that center instead of the head. I'm so addicted to the head that, uh, and it's just, it just yeah. filters all those beliefs right through the head. And then it, it's there.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I say for me, I think that's what drew me to the course initially. Cause it was, it felt more intellectual than some other re- readings, mm. but I'm like, it's so easy to get stuck in that.
3: Yeah, it is. It's a trap too. To go beyond that,
0: <clears throat> which is what some say, like a course of love is. Mm-hmm. But I personally think there's enough material in ACIM to keep you busy for a few lifetimes.
3: Yeah, it, I, <laughs> I'm convinced it's going to take me home. I don't. I've been on all kinds of paths before, from you know. Hinduism to Sufi. You know, this this is home. Yeah. uh, mm. I I saw Jack there for a moment, and then he. I saw a lot, Bob. Yeah.
0: Disappeared again.
3: (laughs) Have you ever heard of a guy named Muji? Yes. Yeah, I've been reading a couple of his books. One, the last one was uh, Riding on the Water, and uh, okay, it's it's really good. It goes well with the course.
0: I haven't read him a lot, Bill Free. Who's married to Lisa Natoli? They have a Course in Miracles based mm-hmm. ministry, but they, um, he's a big fan of Muji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then um, so is um, Amy Torres. So, we actually had a little challenge at the last, the 2016 Course in Miracles conference, because I think Amy, actually, I'll say, Amy Torres, I believe, talked about Muji quite a bit. And some of the some of the feedback we got from participants was: This is supposed to be a course in miracles conference, not a course in Muji. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah <laughs> like, no, You got to bring. Yeah, I know what you mean <clears throat> it, Hawkins is another one, and you mm-hmm. know, is, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: Can you all hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: You're quite loud and clear.
1: I'll just yeah. have to check and see if
3: i can. Jackie, you, Jack, you've been taking care of your cat today.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I'm glad we got that cleared up.
0: That was a great example, though, and it just cracked me up because we all like saw Susan's cat, and nobody said anything. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you, you feed and water it today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I will. <laughs> We're all kicking out, one
1: of the two. <laughs> oh,
3: mercy. Mercy. Mercy, Miss <laughs> Mercy. You know, uh, Kelly, the, uh, there's a girl on the course here. She's actually about 80 years old down in Mexico. And i would sent her something that I think you would sent from Tony, and uh, and I sent it on to her. And she emailed back, said that, she and Tony were boyfriends back in San Francisco way back. Um, <laughs> and he'd given her first uh, Course in Miracles book, but then he decided he was gay. and they Oh! I, don't I wonder
0: know.
3: if that's
0: the one he was engaged to. He was engaged to some girl in San Francisco.
3: Oh, really? I don't know. This this girl, uh, she's been down here quite a while now. But, <laughs> uh, but she <laughs>
0: Yeah, which was, uh, yeah, when he was younger, he was, I don't know who, but I know he was engaged to a female for a while, and then they broke mm-hmm. up, um, and he became, you know, bisexual, polyamorous, so.
3: Polyamorous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of new words out in San Francisco. That, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> well, I
0: polyamorous is basically you love many. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, Tony's got Revan is his significant other for long term. Mm-hmm. And then he has um, two other gentlemen, one of which shows up like once every six months, and the other one he sees every couple of weeks, who are his boyfriends. Now, there's, you know, there's question for me. for me, I I feel like if you're going to say you're polyamorous, I would say, you know, he is in that sense. He seems to love multiple people. You know, there are some people in the community who say polyamorous just means you could sleep around a lot. And they're like, I love the person who I'm having sex with. I only met him once, but you know, I'm
3: kind of like, eh. yeah, it's all good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Good morning. How you doing, Miss Susan?
3: Hi, Susan.
4: Good morning, everybody. All
3: right. You got your cat ready?
4: No, he's sleeping in the other room. Ah. Uh, oh <laughs> no, sleeping.
3: I'm, I'm going to be lost.
2: <laughs> I hope
0: he stays there. Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, Kiri's right, literally, like right under me, practically, because I'm at the office. And she's asleep under the
4: desk, so mm-hmm. that's where we're at today. How's everybody
1: doing well? Doing good, 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 good. Busy
3: day ahead huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of Ready to sweep my mind again here. I think my mind needs to be swept out a little bit. And,
4: uh... Mine does too, actually. That's a good, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I remember the book uh, there's a book breath sweeps mind and i don't remember who it was but I kind of connected back with that again the breath is, is like a broom you know and if i connect with it it'll sweep my mind you know with the thoughts and just got to stay connected to it at the moment, and keep breathing and yep. yeah it's a good broom <laughs> <laughs>
4: Your camera is different today, Jack. Did you set it up differently? What's that? Your camera is different. Did you set it, it up differently?
1: No, I'm probably just leaning
0: back.
4: I don't know. You're like right straight on today. Usually you're kind of. Yeah, we oh, usually more profile. We usually just see this right here.
0: Light your head.
4: You miss it? There we go.
3: <laughs> you're the light of the world, Jack.
4: We usually only see your halo.
1: Oh, I see. <laughs> well, i not sure what all y'all could see there, but you can see probably my whole face now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, we
0: got a really good view on you today. Okay. So, oh, sorry, I just realized it's right behind me. This picture here, right above me, that's Reverend Larry Bedini. So he was the co-founder of CMC.
3: That's like oh, Bedini, okay.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Who was the founder?
0: Well, he was co-founder with Reverend Tony.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
0: So they were partners at the time, and then they later split up, but they still worked the CMC together. And then he transitioned six or seven years ago. So we do keep Larry, though, in the office. If you ever hear comments of Larry? And that's our Christmas picture. You can't see it, but that's me and Tony with trash cans, packing up the old location for our Christmas photo. So... (laughs)
1: Are there, are there other groups like CMC around the uh, around the globe here? Um,
0: the... There are. They're not as historical as we are in terms of, like, where we have a church and all. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, there are groups that, like, you know, like Pathways of Light teaches classes, but they're mostly just the phones aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, you know, churches, like Unity teaches Course of Miracles, but in terms of a... And there are a few churches that are just Course of Miracles based, but in terms of ones that are as sorry, they're painting the outside of the office. I gotta close this window, that's gonna totally distract me. <laughs> it looked like this worker was like doing a high wire act on the rebar or something. He's like I was like, oh, I can't I can't watch that.
1: So, so um, unity churches are, are all unity all unity churches. Associating with with the Course of Miracles, or is it just some?
0: You know, I'm not sure. I do know there's a pretty everyone I've known of teaches it, but it's not their primary teaching. Right. But they always have it there. But I don't know. I mean, like I can't guarantee that every single one does. But in terms of in terms of the Course in Miracles churches, as far as we know, we're the longest standing one. Um, And definitely, like, you know, has the largest email lists and the largest contact with other Course in Miracles teachers. So, yeah, because we just celebrated 30 years, 30 plus years. So, most of the organizations that were around then are not now.
2: Yeah.
0: And the ones that are around now weren't back then. So, there's only a few. it's
1: amazing how controversial do, on it. Oh my
0: gosh, yeah. Well yeah, like Sims is, yeah, I mean Sims is around, but they publish the course primarily. They don't really do much beyond the publishing and the you know, that type of work. So Endeavor was pretty big for a while, but they were course plus whatever woo-woo stuff they added to it. Um but they've I don't know if they're a hundred percent gone, but they're I think they are a hundred percent gone. They had a lot of legal issues, um, and they were I mean, they, I, I, we're grateful for Endeavor because they're kind of one of the big agencies that got us access to the earlier editions of the course, other than just the FIP. But like Endeavor, literally is was banned from being in Australia. Australia said they were a threat to the public health and kicked Endeavor out. Um, and it was it was it was I hate to say cultish, but it was pretty.
3: Yeah, it was cultish. And then, yeah, I mean the dude died that founded it. And- mm. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, so um, actually, Susan, you would know Ted Poppy was one of the lead people for Endeavor. He was one of the people that was kicked out of Australia. Okay, so there have
1: been and probably are some cultic like AMC, you know, A.C.I.M. groups out there.
0: Yeah, well, and we've had
1: these really differently.
0: They had people living there, and you know need to be able to fund it and from what i heard you know from what we've been told and we've had people that we've had multiple people confirm this um and we've talked to some of the people who are involved and they've not denied it so we think we're, we're we think it's pretty accurate is um endeavor in trying to keep the community going you know they'd have these very big mystical experiences and dah, 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 dah. and then they would say but you know we're all become enlightened we're all one we're all opening up to spirit so we're going to, the, the phrase they were using was we're going to flash out of here really soon. And so they would demand basically all the physical belongings of the people that were there. Mm. And mm. if you didn't, you were dead, one of the dead ones and kicked mm. out. So it was, yeah, I, I, I would push it on the level, probably kind of cultish. Mm. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they were a big factor in getting us of course, you know, released so we could mm. see these earlier editions. So. You know, it's it's all, there's a, there's a, what's the song? It's, you know, there's a crack in everything. There's, there's some, some good, life. there's some cracks, you know.
3: Yeah, but cracks where the light comes in,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Guess mm-hmm. I'm traveling in different crowds. I've never heard of that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and I hadn't heard of it because it, it's, Just <laughs> they're pretty much gone. Um, yeah, like I said, Australia kicked them out and then they were having a lot of problems in the U.S., Um, So I think they, I'm not sure exactly if they're 100% dissolved, but they're like, I know the old man is gone, his transition, so I I think they're pretty much non-existent now. But yeah, so I mean, they were one of the big early organizations, Um, but when they had all these problems and all, they kind of ended up collapsing. So they were one of the other ones that were more of a church style kind of thing, but.
1: If they go down that path, it's inevitable anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What page are we on?
0: We are on, for the hard copy, we are on 320. For the pocket, we're on 343. And then we're on the magnitude of holiness, which hopefully Susan can tell me what page she's on.
4: 415.
0: Thank you. See, I, I mark it down in my section. I don't know if you can see. There it is. All my little page cross-references.
2: Okay, you, you pass. <laughs>
0: I just fear that way. If I teach it, you know, when we go through it again, i I've got, I could be like, "Oh, we're here, we're here, we're here."
4: <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. It's
0: handy, and the only one I don't really have is the large edition. So,
1: Nathan, we could have used your smiling face on Sunday.
3: Yeah, I wish I <laughs> was there. Yeah, how was it? It was good? pretty good. Pretty involved class, <laughs> wasn't it, <too>? Susan? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm not sure if Bill's going to come back. Um,
1: oh, no, don't tell me that.
4: Well, for a while, I think he's, a, he's really studying the Bible, and he just recently got into it. He's never done this before, but he is like ever since. You know, ever ever since this divorce thing came about, it was just a it was just a huge wake up call for him and. It's not that he hasn't had them several times in our relationship, but he got really scared, I think, at age 70, that he's going to die a miserable man. And one of his dear friends took him to the Gateway Church, and he's you know, a Bible-based church, and he's really gotten involved in that. And I can see how, well, what he was telling me was that he feels like everything that he has done he that the Course lets him off the hook. That was his words. And he said that the Bible makes him like what he's studying in the Bible. He said he feels in his mind makes him have to be accountable. And um, hmm. so he's had a struggle back and forth with. Uh,
1: some, uh, I've got a friend of mine who's in
4: that man up here with his brain, he gets totally intellectual with the Course. And so we talked about it last night, and he said he just feels like he needs to do this one thing for a while. I could see in the group the other day he was really stuck. Yeah. Totally stuck. You
3: know, before you guys got on, I was telling uh, Kelly that it seemed like to me what's come this last week again, maybe it's energy comes in to the top of a head and it gets filtered through this ego but the real center is the heart. That's where the real Christ vision is. And that's where the truth is. And mm-hmm. being stuck, I'm an intellectual too. And so I get stuck in all those filters up here. I'm trying to figure out how to get that breath into the heart, breathe from the heart, live from the heart, you know, and see from the heart. Because his head is just a intellectual chaos. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's great, yeah. Well, good luck to Bill.
4: Well, I hope he'll come back, you know, to the group. I think he'll kind of phase in and out for a bit, but right now it's, I just think something he needs and it's real good for him. So many paths.
0: Yep. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I was going to say as long as the path is supporting him and
4: well, he's awakening. Ne- you know, in his whole life, he's never had anything to ground him. He's, he's always struggled with like what church he wanted to go to or what he believes in and, um, ever since he was a little boy, he has. He
1: has the gateway is kind of a traditional, you know, Christian church.
4: I think so. Yeah, I've never been there. And
1: that's what teach. I've got a good friend of mine who's
4: involved, um, that.
1: and and they have a lot of fun. They learn a lot, and uh, they're enlightened to a lot. Uh, but okay. still, they, it falls it falls short of actually allowing spirit. To, to actually be your guide, okay? It's it's still mostly go to the Bible, get some book learning, try and understand what you're reading, and uh, take it, you know, word for word, okay? And, and not not open yourself up to allowing spirit to actually reveal real truth. Uh, I, I just see that a lot in a lot of churches, and I see that a lot in a lot of people. And it's a, it's a difficult thing to deal with. I I I had to deal with it too. So I understand the struggle. It's painful. Can be. Mm
4: -hmm. Bill said he's never believed in an evil force in this world. And therefore he always felt he could do what he wanted and have no repercussions. And since he is so good at dissociating, he is just like, he's, he's never lived a life that is what he really wanted. And so somehow he's getting some grounding in this and it's, um, making him look at stuff that he's never been able to look at before. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah, I said, he
0: yeah. he'll still get the course by osmosis from you. Yeah.
4: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He said, you know, the course is perfect for you, but he said for me, not now. Yeah. I'm well, it's be- what,
0: yeah. see say my mom's, my, all my parents are very, you know, not, never been interested in spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, it's weird because I, I was almost the black sheep because of that because that's all I've ever been interested in, primarily. And um, it's funny, a couple days ago, I was, I, was just, I was, I'll say I was pissed off at my sister. I just found out more stuff she was doing. And um, my mom, who's, you know, like, <laughs> I never think of my mom being spiritually minded. And I'm like, she just lives her life, but she's not interested in really spiritual concepts. She calls me the next day and she goes, you know, I was thinking, I think I'm concerned. I'm concerned about you. I said, what? And she goes, you know, you really have to need, you have to like embody forgiveness and you need to make sure that you're, you're living in forgiveness, not hurting yourself. <laughs> yeah. She goes, I think you said that a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, thanks, Bob.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's
0: getting it somehow. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, Oh. okay. Well, let's get started. We only have four sections today. The last section is a little bit longer. So we'll do the two sections and take a break. Hopefully just a little before nine and then do the last two sections. Sorry. I'm bumping the desk with my knee. So me, Jack, Nathan, Susan. Woo. Let's do it. The magnitude of holiness. Mm You still think holiness is difficult because you cannot see how it can be extended to include everyone. And you've learned that it must include everyone to be holy. Concern yourselves not with the extension of holiness for the nature of miracles you do not understand, nor do you do them. It is their extension far beyond the limits you perceive that demonstrates you do not do them. Why should you worry how the miracle extends to all the sonship when you do not understand the miracle itself? One attribute is no more difficult to understand than is the whole. If miracles are at all, their attributes would have to be miraculous, being part of them.
1: There is a tendency to fragment and then to be concerned about the truth of just a little part of the whole. And this is but a way of avoiding or looking away from the whole to what you think you might be better able to understand. For this is but another way in which you would still try to keep understanding to yourself. A a better and far more helpful way to think of miracles is this. You do not understand them, either in part or whole yet you have done them. Therefore, your understanding cannot be necessary. And therefore, your understanding cannot be necessary. Okay. Yet it is still impossible to accomplish what you do not understand. And so there must be something in you that does understand. You know, there's a, um, uh, if you go to the, um, What's that? What's that new Course in Miracles book that we're reading?
0: The Circle of Atonement. Circle
1: of Atonement, yeah. If you go to um, the Cameo Ten, it and we're going to be covering that next next Sunday, I think. But um, if you go there and read that a little bit. It does start talking. It does start talking about uh, understanding miracles, what they are, and how we can we can be part of them. But um, I just wanted to bring that up. Just to mention it, because it's it's very true. Uh, As I was reading some stuff, and I'm going, yeah, how can I be part of miracles? And and I don't understand. And uh, and so I thought it was very interesting that we're reading that now. Sorry. Mm -hmm.
3: No, it's good. To you, the miracle cannot seem natural because what you have done to hurt your minds has made them so unnatural that they. Do not remember what is natural to them. Hmm. And when you are told about it, you cannot understand it. The recognition of the part as whole and of the whole in every part is perfectly natural. For it is the way God thinks and what is natural to him is natural to you. Holy natural perception would show you instantly that order of difficulty and miracles is quite impossible where involves a contradiction of what miracles mean. And if you could understand their meaning, their attributes could hardly cause you perplexity.
4: You have done miracles, but it is quite apparent that you have not done them alone. You You have succeeded whenever you have reached another mind and joined it. When two minds join as one, you share one ideal equally. First link within the awareness of the Sonship as one has been made. When you have made this joining as the Spirit bids you and have offered it to him to use as he knows how, his natural perception of your gift enables him to understand it and you to use his understanding on your behalf. It is impossible to conceive of the reality of what has clearly been accomplished through your willingness as long as you believe that you must understand it or else it is not real.
0: Uh, You think your lack of understanding is a loss to you, and so you are unwilling to believe that what has happened is true. But can you really believe that all that has happened, even though you do not understand it, has not happened? (laughs) Yet this is your position. You would have perfect faith in the Holy Spirit and in the effects of his teaching if you were not afraid to acknowledge what he taught you. For this acknowledgement means that what has happened to you do not, wait, for this, for this acknowledgement means that what has happened, you do not understand, but that you are willing to accept it because it has happened.
1: How can faith in reality be yours while you are bent on making it unreal? And are you really safer in maintaining the unreality of what has happened than you would be in joyously accepting it for what it is and giving thanks for it? Honor the truth that has been given you and be glad you do not understand it. Oh, I like that. Miracles are natural to God and to the one who speaks for him. For his task is to translate the miracle into the knowledge which it represents and which is lost to you. Let his understanding of the miracle be enough for you, and do not turn away from all
3: the witnesses that he has given you to this reality. No evidence will convince you of the truth of what you do not want. Yet your relationship with him is real and has been demonstrated. <clears throat> Regard. Regard this not with fear, but with rejoicing. The one you called upon is with you. Bid him welcome and honor his witnesses who bring you the glad tidings he has uh, has come. Glad tidings he has come. It is true, just as you fear. Wait a minute. This pretty cool. it is true just as you fear that to acknowledge him is to deny all that you think you know but it was never true what gain is there to you in clinging to it and denying the evidence for truth well you have come too near to truth to renounce it now and you will yield to it its, to its compelling attraction you can delay this now but only a little while The host of God has called to you, and you have heard. Never again will you be wholly willing not to listen.
4: This is a year of joy in which your listening will increase, and peace will grow with its increase. The power of holiness and the weakness of attack have both been brought into awareness, and this has been accomplished in minds firmly convinced that holiness is weakness and attack is power. Should this not be a sufficient miracle to teach you that your teacher is not afraid of you? But remember also that whenever you have listened to his interpretation, results have brought you joy. Would you prefer the results of your interpretation considering honestly what they have been? God wills you better. Could you not look with greater charity on God loves with perfect love?
0: Okay, there we go. Sorry, I was having trouble turning the page. (laughs) Do not interpret against God's love. For you have many witnesses which speak of it clearly, that only the blind and deaf could fail to see and hear them. This year, determine not to deny what has been given you by God. Awake and share it, for that is the only reason he is called to you. His voice has spoken clearly, and yet you have so little faith in what you heard, because you have preferred to place still greater faith in the disaster you have made. Today, let us resolve together to accept the joyful tidings that disaster is not real and that reality is not disaster.
1: Reality is safe and sure and wholly kind to everyone and everything. There is no greater love than to accept this and be glad. For love asks only that you be happy and will give you everything that makes for happiness. You have never given any problem to the Holy Spirit. He has not solved for you, nor will you ever do so. You have never tried to solve anything yourself and been successful. Is is it not time you brought these facts together and made sense of them?
3: (laughs) This, This is the year for the application of the ideas which have been given you. For the ideas are mighty forces to be used and not held idly by. They have already proved their power sufficiently for you to place your faith in them and not in their denial. This year, invest in truth and let it work in peace. Have faith in what has faith in you. Think what you have really seen and heard and recognize it. Can you be alone with witnesses like these?
0: Well, side note with um, Jack's comment, just so you guys know, there's also a section right before lesson 341 called What is a Miracle? So those What is sections are always five paragraphs long, so they're kind of nice and short, Um, but it talks about what's a miracle back there, so you can also peruse that if you're interested. I say, I think we all laughed at paragraph 19. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <Yeah>. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I was trying not to chuckle and I heard somebody else like in the background. I was like, oh good, it's not just me. Uh, you
2: know.
0: Uh, you've never given any whole problem to the Holy Spirit. He's not solved for you. And you've never tried to solve anything for yourself and been successful. Can't you put those together? Yeah. <laughs> Duh, you know, I was like, uh. Oh. I love it that it's just so blunt.
1: Sometimes it's like, "Hello, I'm saying the obvious. Figure it out." Plus, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like your ego. Your ego is constantly in, in the background, always going, "Like, you've got to be right. You've got to be right. You know, you can do it mm-hmm. A cheering section back there that's giving you false hope, you know, and it's, it's like a false hope in, in, in your chaos, you know. But if you come out of your chaos uh, and allow Spirit to reveal and just accept that. Except what what Spirit is sharing with you, it it makes so much more
3: sense. Yeah, that that cheering section is is never cheers for surrender. <laughs> Everything but surrender. Yeah. Don't get on your bended knees, boy. Whatever you you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Push somebody. somebody. Don't give in to God. You can do it. You can do it. You're the one. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: when I was to say and I were talking about this yesterday, it's kind of interesting for us because we deal so much with the course community, how much of the, I want a different outcome, but I'm going to do the same insane thing over and over and over. My golly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we just get tied up into it. And it was just, it's just really interesting to watch it, you know, and observe. Cause it's like, I know I do it. And it's like, you know, then I watch other people and I'm like, what are we doing? And it's like we're just totally holding on to this. I have to be right, and I have to do it my way. And it's like we're getting the same insane outcome of ego every time.
1: Being insane is fun. You have no responsibility then. <laughs> you can always Oops. push it off on something else.
0: Keep talking. <laughs> Good, Good morning' I've
2: a key upstairs. Okay,
0: hold. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm, teach, I'm doing a class, but if you need anything, just knock. Okay, thanks. Sorry, that's our contractor. <laughs> our ceiling is about nine inches too short. For what? To be a legal office.
1: There's so, a legal ceiling
0: height? There's a legal ceiling height. So they're looking at trying to drill out part of the foundation. Oh my
4: God.
0: But that's the thing, it's like, if, if we, well, eventually we're moving, but we're not moving yet. And so it's, but it's like, if they drill a foundation, there has to still be enough foundation to be a foundation, but we're trying to get enough foundation gone. So we have the
4: ceiling space. Can
0: so the contractors
4: here apparently
1: can not you just get a variance or something?
4: Those are hard to get in California.
0: Yeah. Even is just it, using it for an office for church space, we're having a little challenge with because they're it's like.
1: Not a drop ceiling, is it?
0: No, it's just a, it's, it's a bomb of a basement ceiling. Eh, it is. Oh
1: God!
0: It was approved as a basement and for storage, but now it's been converted into offices, but now they're realized. Oopsie. They're not really offices. <laughs> what is the minimum height? Or what's the eight foot?
1: Well, what is yours?
0: Anywhere from seven to seven
1: and a half. Oh, gee.
0: Or no, I think it's seven and a half. I think it says, I think it's seven and a half, and we're seven to seven and a half, or something like that. But yeah.
1: Put mirrors on the seat, make it appear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no. So <laughs> well, and it's excuse, the big issue is our floor is like this. So it's like on this end, we're really close, on this end, we're really short. But yeah, everything tips. Okay.
1: Can't you just convince them that it just works well for you? I
0: won't give a so. laugh. No. So anyway, so that's what that is. I, he knows I'm teaching, but he may have to stop by. I'll try to remember I'm mute. I don't think I muted myself that time, so I'll try to be better on that. Sorry. Mm. So any other thoughts on this section while well, I'm <laughs>
4: Well, that sentence about you have never given any problem to the Holy Spirit that he's not solved for you. Um, um, Like, you know, if there's something that I have asked the Holy Spirit to guide me in or help me with a hundred thousand times, and I am still stuck in that same issue since I'm 15 years old, what am I missing? I should, maybe I should ask that when Nathan comes back so he can join in oh, I'm here I'm just trying to get some more light okay I just I just get stuck on you know this where I feel like I'm not well maybe I maybe I, I want an answer but I'm never, I've never gotten it
3: an answer to what?
4: like to a, to a particular issue in my life is that the one you
3: discussed
1: earlier? Not about today, but they asked about the parents?
4: No, 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 no. Oh. Now, this, this totally has to do with eating issues. I mean, it's just to be very specific. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something that has literally tortured me since I'm 15. And I won't get into all the details, but I've never found resolution around it. And I'm, I'm confused around it because I don't see anybody else having this same issue. I know people do, but there's nobody I've been ever, ever able to talk to that is even the Holy Spirit. That, this is my question, is how do you, I don't know what to think of asking for guidance most of my life and not and, and not having resolution. And I don't know what I'm missing. My
0: gut instinct is that you think you know what resolution looks like
2: mm-hmm.
0: so you're thinking like if this is gonna be resolved it has to look this way it should look this way um, so that that could, you know. that could be not... part of it that you know That's there has been resolution maybe in a way you don't think and then the second part is is there might be some part of the ego that really hasn't turned it over to Holy Spirit all the way.
4: I guess I've considered, I have considered all of that. I just don't know why I'm stuck with what I'm stuck with. <laughs> I haven't figured that part because out. Because
0: it's your teaching tool. <clears throat> it's there to support you for some reason.
1: As long it says, the, uh, you know, the, the answers that we seek have already been given to us. It's just us that are standing in the way of the answer. And, and sometimes we don't want to believe what we hear. We don't want to uh, accept what, what we're hearing. And and sometimes we, we, we certainly have a very difficult time of just letting it go so that spirit can bring about a better understanding when we're ready. Unfortunately, you know, only spirit can, it knows you better than anything any you know and, and and it's like unless you're really willing and ready to allow spirit to reveal it to you everybody around you can talk you to you blue in the face and it, it won't make any sense it won't you won't accept it
4: when you want something so badly and you feel like i feel like i want to hear that i want to know what is the what the holy spirit's telling me i feel like i I'm not able to hear it as badly as I want to.
3: Well, I'm in the same boat, Susan, so uh, for years, the same thing. And and I only get intermittent, you know, obvious coincidences or a voice in the night or a dream every now and then. I think it for me, it's, my ego is so damn hard-headed that it just filters everything out because I believe that I'm getting the messages always, it just doesn't percolate up to my conscious awareness that that's what's happening. So I, I'm I'm kind of you know blindfolded or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't hear it like I want to, not at all. And that's that's you know I know that the message is always coming, but and uh, I know I'm always filtering it out and uh, just keep I, my thing is just to keep keep following the path.
0: Okay. And I'll say, I mean, this is not so much Course and Miracles related, but just kind of a little side thought I had. Um, I will say it's not Course in Miracles related, but, um, cause I've gone through eating. disorder, I've got, I've just spent like 14 weeks doing an eating disorder program. Cause I do binge eating. We're all just like, if I'm upset, I will eat and eat to punish myself until I'm sick. Um, so I just spent 14 weeks going through an intensive outpatient program on it. um, and it was one of those things like throughout my whole life I've been like, this is a bad thing in my life. This is, you know, why why can't I get rid of this? Why can't I deal with this? What am I supposed to be learning from this? Da-da-da-da-da. And one of the things that really resonated with me with me in the program was that even though it didn't serve me anymore, that it had developed and became my means of coping. And so until I was able to deal with these other issues, that was actually a positive thing. Cause it was like spirit was helping me be in a situation where I could be safe enough to continue on until I was in a space where I could deal with the other issues. And I don't know if there's anything related to you know, your situation or whatever. But for me, I finally like I kind of shifted my thinking of rather than judging and saying this is a bad thing in my life. I just went, Oh, this was, it's not a bad thing. It's not who I am. It's just a coping mechanism that's no longer serving me. And that really helped to kind of take a lot of the shame away from it. And then to be able to also like realize it's like, it's not a thing that's there. It's the, like the in-between thing. And so now it's like, oh, if I start to binge, I go, okay, well, wait, what am I, what's behind it that I'm trying to cope with? And so it could be that you know it might not be that the lesson itself is in the situation. It could be the lesson is, you know, waiting for the right time to come forth. But it's what's behind the situation that you're experiencing.
1: We've had um, Susan. Just so you'll know, we've had a few people that have shared in class. You know, some of the things that they've um, that they've held on for years. Uh, I remember one, you know, in particular that it was like, she created it for 40 years, and just didn't know what to do with it, you know, just couldn't mm-hmm. stop it. And then something happened, yeah. and, and, and her answer came to her, mm-hmm. and, like, she felt so free. You
2: know, yeah. I think even
1: Tom has had an experience like that. So mm-hmm. um, there, it, it, it doesn't hurt to hear that you're experiencing that, even in the group. And, and there will be others that will be more than willing to mm-hmm. hear some of the things
3: that they've been struggling with for years too. Okay. Job, all this specialness and guilt and everything and reward <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to <laughs> it. Reward
0: of teaching, yeah. Uh, Whose turn is it? I think
1: it's after me.
4: Susan. <laughs> Susan said she thinks turn. The reward of teaching. You have taught well and yet you have not learned how to accept the comfort of your (laughs) teaching. And how alien it is to what you thought you knew. You will be compelled to recognize that your teacher came from beyond your thought system and so could look upon it fairly and perceive it was untrue. And he must have done so from the basis of a very different thought system and one with nothing in common with yours. For certainly what he has taught and what you have taught through him has nothing in common with what you taught before he came. And the results have been to bring peace where there was pain and suffering has disappeared, to be replaced by joy.
0: I'm muting myself so you don't have to listen to the hammering in between. <laughs> You have taught freedom, but you have not learned how to be free. That's ironic. We once said, by their fruits ye shall know them, and they shall know themselves. For it is certain that you judge yourself according to your teaching. The ego's teaching produces immediate results because its decisions are immediately accepted as your choice. And this acceptance means that you are willing to judge yourself accordingly. Cause and effect are very clear in the ego's thought system because all your learning has been directed towards establishing the relationship between them. And would you not have faith in what you have so diligently taught yourself to believe? Yet remember how much care you have exerted in choosing its witnesses and in avoiding those who spoke for the cause of truth and its effects.
1: Mm-hmm. Does not the fact that you have not learned what you have taught show you that you do not perceive the sonship as one? And does it not also show you that you do not regard yourself as one? For it is impossible to teach successfully wholly without conviction. And it is equally impossible that conviction be outside of it. You could never have taught freedom unless you did believe in it. And it must be that what you taught came from yourself. And yet this self you clearly do not know and do not recognize it even and and whew, let me go back and read that one. And it must be that what you taught came from yourself. And yet, this self you clearly do not know and do not
3: recognize it, even though it functions. This is a course in how to know yourself. You have taught what you you are, but not let what you are teach you. You have been very careful to avoid the obvious and not to see the real cause and effect relationship that is perfectly apparent. Yet within you is everything you talk. What can it be that has not learned it? It must be that this is really outside yourself, not by your own projection, but in truth. And it is this that you have taken in that is not you. What you accept into your minds does not really change them. Illusions are but a belief are but beliefs in what is not there. And the seeming conflict between truth, truth and illusion can only be resolved by separating yourself from the illusion and not from truth.
4: Your teaching has already done this, for the Holy Spirit is part of you. Created by God, he left neither God nor his creation. He is both God and you, as you are God and him together. For God's answer to the separation added more to you than you tried to take away. He protected both your creations and you together keeping one with you what you would exclude, and they will take the place of what you took in to replace them. They are quite real as part of the self you do not know, and they communicate to you through the Holy Spirit and their power and gratitude to you for their creation they offer gladly to your teaching of yourself who is their home. You who are host to God are also host to them, for nothing real has ever left the mind of its creator, and what is not real was never there.
0: You are not two selves in conflict. What is beyond God? If you who hold him and whom he holds are the universe, all else must be outside where nothing is. You have taught this, and from far off in the universe, yet not beyond yourself, the witnesses to your teaching have gathered to help you learn. Their gratitude has joined with yours and God's to strengthen your faith in what you taught. For what you taught is real, or sorry, for what you taught is true. (laughs) Alone you stand outside your teaching and apart from it. But with them, you must learn that you but taught yourself and learn from the conviction you shared with them.
1: This year you will begin to learn and make learning commensurate with teaching. You have chosen this by your own willingness to teach. Through you seem to know you. Okay, though you seem to suffer for it, the joy of teaching will yet be yours. For the joy of teaching is in the learner who offers it to the teacher in gratitude and shares it with him. As you learn, your gratitude to yourself, who who teaches you what he is, will grow and help you honor him. And you will learn his power and strength and purity, and love him as his Father does. His kingdom has no limits and no end, and there is nothing in him that is not perfect and eternal.
3: All this is you, and nothing outside of this is you. To your most holy self, all praise is due for what you are and for what he is, who created you as you are. Sooner or later, everyone must bridge the gap which he imagines exists between his selves. Each one builds this bridge which carries him across the gap as soon as he is willing to expend some little effort on behalf of bridging it. His little efforts are powerfully supplemented by the strength of heaven and by the united will of all who make heaven what it is, being joined within it. And so the one who would cross over is literally transported there.
4: Your bridge is gilded stronger than you think, and your footing is planted firmly on it. Have no fear that the attraction of those who stand on the other side and wait for you will not draw you safely across for you will come where you would be and where yourself awaits you.
3: You know, the. Um, this the chapter here, uh, teaching, teaching and learning. You know, it, it's kind of clear all the time that these things are one. Giving and receiving are one in truth. Teaching and learning are are one in truth. And I just read really another day. You know, God and us are one in truth. You know, it's not any separate. And that's been kind of a hard one to wrap my mind around. That you know, it's not that we're part of God. It's just like one. You know, and. So all these these polar opposites that we have down here are collapsing. This book is kind of collapsing every one of them into oneness again. And the final one really is that that acceptance that that we are God. I mean, that that it's cause mm-hmm. and effect are one in heaven. The same thing. We, God is cause, we're effect. That's one too. It has to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. And uh, every one of these delusions of, uh, illusions of, of duality here are coming together in this book to, to just lead us right back to there is no duality. It's just everything is one, you know, good and bad knowledge, you know, whatever it is that we want to attach into.
4: Got to get those filters out of my head.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the mind, the mind, the head has hijacked the, the I am energy. Yeah. You know that the, the who we are hijacked it and filtered it and in it's insane you know mm-hmm. of separation and duality hmm. and cause and effect you know it's talking about co- yeah you know, it, it talks a whole lot about cause and effect I don't know why it mean, it, it, to me it, that seemed like the basic building block you know particularly here in duality land you know that's what we use but you know, bringing it back to oneness again, cause and effect are one. It's only here that we seem to see this illusion of a gap between a cause and effect, or between teacher and you know student. Um, are
0: there thoughts, Jack or
4: Susan? <clears throat> No, for me, Nathan summed it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good, Jack. You
0: good too, Jack? Yeah, I'm good. Okay.
3: And that before we leave it in that paragraph twenty four, you know, it says you've been uh you've been very careful uh I guess it's number whatever it is. Well it's second sentence. You've been very careful to avoid the obvious and not to see the real cause and effect relationship that is perfectly apparent. Yeah. It goes throughout the course. It, it, it dances with this cause and effect business a lot. And uh, to me, it seems to be really simple. If we can just stay on the path, cause is always mind. Effect is always form. And when I get misaligned, when I take myself out of that alignment, yeah, there's chaos and confusion and all that goes with it. All right, well, I rest...
4: You said cause is mind and effect is what
3: the world, the world of form.
4: That's oh, the form. projection,
3: Because yeah. yeah. everything we see, we're, we're doing the projection, and that's coming from mind. And then we're, and it's coming a loop, a feedback loop, and we're seeing it as perception. We're perceiving that, but the mind is always cause, and nothing can be outside of mind. That that I mean, that's that's got to be cause always.
2: Because. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: I keep beating that drum a lot with a lot of people. I don't know. And myself mostly, you know, to, I think, remind myself where is truth. You know, I'm not going to find it out in the world. You know, it's gotta be out in my mind always. Yep. And then you come back to the happy dream, you know, well, the, the, that's the only thing you kind of have a little bit of hope for it. Ah, this world can't really provide me anything other than what I give it. Of course. And I want a happy dream. We all want the same thing as happiness, and the happy dream is the is the carrot. You know, you know the idea that that there can be a happy dream and mind being caused. If I turn it over to the right source, it will be happy. If I take the reins and ride my horse, you know, I'll, I'll run off the canyon. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> grand canyon
0: yeah it's just interesting on the cause and effect i'm just kind of rereading as you were talking paragraph 22 um that threw me a little bit when i first read right in the middle it says you know cause and effect are very clear in the ego's thought system and i was like well wait the course talks about cause and effect you know all throughout it what's it talking about um part of the ego thought system. And so I was kind of looking back, but it's in reference to that quote of, you know, by their fruits, you shall know them and they shall know themselves. And then it goes on. It says, you know, that's how you judge yourself. And so it's interesting because yeah, I totally agree with you on the idea that cause and effect is, you know, the cause is the mind the effects what we experience. And yet here it's saying, you know, we can also kind of twist that cause and effect and be like, Oh, well, you know, I didn't do something right. So I must be a bad person. I think that's what's talking about in 22 is doing that, like jumping from the effect and making it a judgment of the cause based on, or what we think was the cause. So it was just kind of an interesting, and I'm still kind of playing with that paragraph because it, it just, it was, it was an odd thing for me for it to talk about cause and effect as part of the ego. Cause it's like, you know, you read other parts where Jesus or the course says, you know, I'm not going to get involved. You need to experience cause and effect. So it kind of threw me a little bit when it tied it into the ego, but I think it's talking about using cause and effect as your filter to judge things. I think. <laughs>
1: well, you know, Nathan kind of made it clear, a little bit clearer for me in that uh, the idea that cause and effect, cause and effect is of the ego anyway. Uh, like you said, cause is always from us and and the ego. I mean, I, I mean the effect is always the, what's outside, what's what's really outside of us. Okay, so if we cause something to have an effect, it's going to be the effect outside of us. So cause and effect, if we have a cause, it's because we are seeing outside of ourselves because it doesn't flow with truth and true reality. So the only reason you can have a cause is because you're, you're looking outside yourself and the effects of looking outside yourself are the results. It's That's how I'm interpreting it. And Nathan, if I confuse that in any way, please correct me. All
3: well, I know it's, are- it, it's a huge gold mine for me that cause and effect relationship because it, it's the basic building block and, you know, also our, Authority, who, who we are, because it touches that too. It goes back to who we are. We, we are an idea in the mind of God, the Creator is cause, we are the effect, but in heaven it's one. And so that collapses everything back into one too. There's no difference between us and the Father. I'm a, somewhat confused sometimes it's here in this world, you know, we do do cause and effect. Instance would be you have a child, you have a son okay, you're the cause, the father, the son is the effect, but here, yes, it looks different that your son is not the same in the same powers as you, but that's only the trip up of of duality land. In essence, he is the same, because there's only, we are all the the Holy Son of God. Okay, so I think I put it together. Thank you.
1: Well, I think you did. You know, it's interesting, because it goes back to that that cause and effect very clearly is is the ego Okay, it says cause and effect are very clear in the ego's thought system because it is of the ego's thought system.
3: Well, but but it can be used by the ego or it can be used by spirit. It's by extension cause, you know, I can by love if I'm tuned in to source of love, to who I am, then I can extend that love which would be an effect, and it goes on forever. If I'm, if I'm letting the ego drive the machine, I can do cause and effect, but it's, it's going to peter out and do nothing.
1: You know? well, remember that, that spirit, if, if I understand it correctly, I believe spirit uses cause and effect for the purposes of correction, Okay. not, not as a, a teaching tool for reality. Okay. Okay, I mean it, it it helps
3: us correct our reality. It it uses spirit uses everything here that we've created to nudge us back into that GPS of home. There you go. Yeah.
0: Okay, well let's take a break here. We will be at nine minutes after. Yeah, twelve minutes away would be nine minutes after.
4: Okay.
2: Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <sighs>
3: on yes
2: come on
3: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah Gracias a certain sure. Jack you there
1: yeah I'm here I'm I'm trying to fill out a a little report or, or actually I'm trying to register a product that I bought yesterday <laughs> I bought a, a, a crown uh, stapler okay and, and I can't seem to find the serial number <laughs> that they're asking
3: for hmm. so I'm kind of a little confused
1: what's going on anyway
3: yeah, I was just reading here. It says the authority problem. Oh, what chapter three? I've been reading the first again. It said "Is uh, the authority problem?" And it says, "This is the root of all evil." And so, you know, it's, it always goes back to who? Who am I? Who's doing the the cause here? Is the ego hijacking? you know, and and trying to usurp the power of who I am. Um or or am I letting letting spirit take take the reins, you know? Who am I? Yeah. You know, and what it what it seemed like is, you know, that um the ego, when we got here, we the Ego wants to be the father. You know, we want to we want to usurp the you know the chain. We want to uh, backflow it to where we we've learned, I believe, that the ego is our father. You know, and what do you mean uh, that that's who we are? Well, oh, that's and what we that, that, that's, that's what we've learned. Yeah, we've learned here that the ego is who we are, and that's the source of who we are. And that's being like a father. It, it It is saying, you know, that's the father. The ego is the father, and we're the effect. Ego is cause, and then we are the effect.
1: That's, yeah. Okay, good. That's, that's how we've... Uh, been yeah, that's how,
3: yeah, that's how we've learned it here. And it's uh, it's going against, you know, laws of, of nature, because, you know, I can't... I mean, my son can't be my father. The father of me, you know he you know so uh it's just a really upside down way of um <laughs> 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 of make it, it's constantly trying to do that you know to where uh you know the if if my son, my illegitimate son, because it's also has to with you know, without cause, it cannot be there can be no effect. Okay, and an illegitimate child is somebody without cause; it has no father, right? Okay, so the ego would be like our illegitimate child that thinks he you know has a father, you know, or thinks he is the father. Some somewhere in there, it's kind of coming coming to grips. <laughs> to grips. <laughs> Uh well, I'm, I'm not sure I, uh, well, I don't blame you. I, I don't quite get to either. Well, but it's, well, no, it's, it's, it's an illegitimate, you know, the ego is a, our illegitimate child. You know, it's, the, it's except, like
1: you extended, you extended the, the concept of, of the ego being our father. It's like you extended it into how we relate to life
2: mm. and,
1: and made that also another extension. Um, and, and, and in reality, all we've done is basically made the ego and everything that we uh that we have cause and effect of it becomes a part of that. And we can we can relate it into multiple things, but it doesn't change the fact that we've that we we are still looking at the ego as being our, our cause, our father as you put it, because uh, we basically substituted
3: the ego for our God. true reality. Yes, for God to for our true father. Right. And anything without a cause has no effect. So this world being without cause has no effect. Exactly. Yeah. And it's only that, that we've we've let the ego run this run the system into thinking that, that it that it is a father and it is cause. When the ego cannot be cause It is only a belief system that we've made. It's an erroneous belief system. Right. We're talking about the the illegitimate child that we have created as the ego. And with anything illegitimate, without cause, there cannot be an effect. And um, so somehow or another, there's a way of simplifying that process of cause and effect with the ego ego wanting we've accepted as our father when in in truth it's impossible to usurp you know the to change the direction of truth yeah uh, or anyway it's coming, but it's not there yet mm. <laughs> something to do with illegitimate children you know and Ill, Ill, an illegitimate child has to have without cause, without a father it's illegitimate it has no you know, it's. illegitimate so.
4: children matter too.
3: Well, illegitimate, well, it's a poor analogy, I, I realize. I know what you're
1: saying. I get
4: yeah, it. But
3: it's not a poor analogy. I think it's a perfect analogy. Yeah. <laughs> but in ideas, if an idea is illegitimate, that would mean that it has no cause, and that would mean it's only in the world of illusions. And so it, it's really nothing. If it's a, a legitimate child, it would come from cause, true cause, which would be love, and would be extended forever. Does that make any more sense? Um, I'm, well, it, I, does, it does in the ego world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in this, yeah, I can have a bunch of illegitimate children here, can I? Thank you. Yeah. Go for it, Nathan. It's go for win. it. Yeah, one dollar inheritance each one. Come up, my up. Yeah. Oh, that's
4: cute kids.
1: <laughs> that's my. That's my. If I can get up there, Oh that's my new toy, there, Nathan. Porter. Porter cable. It's a Porter cable. Uh, oh, it's a stapler. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a crown stapler. That's what I picked up yesterday, and staple uh, with it. Huh.
4: Do you staple
1: with it? I don't know. I haven't figured out. I haven't read the instructions. Wait, <laughs>
4: no. You, Why did you buy it? It's not for paper.
1: Well, I bought it because I, that's one of the. It's one of the things that I haven't been missing. I have been missing in my tool repertoire. Right uh, <laughs> it it's just, uh, it works sure. really well for if you're wanting to get a good secure uh, uh, attachment of like trim or or even fences or things like that um,
4: I knew- they,
1: they just have it it's it's a stable so it's got it's got the little crown and then the the
3: the the nails kind of the nail portion of it yeah but they this is kind of course and non attachment jack <laughs> oh i'm taking that thing right back today
4: <laughs> <laughs> i love a good stable gun <laughs> <laughs>
3: love good yeah. thing again. <laughs> love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. All
4: <laughs> Um.
3: All right. Who's who's up?
4: Um, I think.
3: I think uh, Miss Kelly okay. is.
0: Am I reading? Okay, I can read. Yeah, I haven't read a while. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like talking about buying things. I'm totally, I'm like stuck right now. It's Amazon Prime Day. Amazon has hundreds of sales right now. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> 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 I'm trying really hard not to spend too much. I'm already like, I want that and I want that and I want that. Oh my god, that's yeah, horrible. <laughs> okay, so illusion of reality of love. Woohoo! Whoa. Hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It says, be not afraid to look upon the special hate relationship, for freedom lies in looking at it. It would be impossible not to know the meaning of love except for this, for the special love love relationship in which the meaning of love is lost is undertaken solely to offset the hate, but not to let it go. (laughs) Your salvation will rise clearly before your open eyes as you look on this. You cannot limit hate. The special love relationship will not offset it, but will merely drive it underground and out of sight. It is essential to bring it into sight and to make no attempt to hide it. for it is the attempt to balance hate with love that makes love meaningless. (laughs) To you. The extent of the split that lies in this you do not realize. And until you do, the split will remain unrecognized and therefore unhealed.
1: The symbols of hate against the symbols of love play out a conflict which does not exist. For symbols stand for something else. And the symbol of love is without meaning if love is everything. You will go through this last undoing quite unharmed, and will at last emerge as yourself. This is the last step in the readiness for God. For mm, wow. be not unwillingly, be not unwilling now. You are too near, and you will cross the bridge in perfect safety. Translated quietly from war to peace. For the illusion of love will never satisfy, but it's reality, which awaits you on the other side, will give you everything.
3: The comfort? special love relationship is an attempt to limit the destructive effects of hate by finding a haven in the storm of guilt. It makes no attempt to rise above the storm into the sunlight. On the contrary, it emphasizes guilt outside the haven by attempting to build barricades against it and keep within them. The special love relationship is not perceived as a value in itself, but as a place of safety from which hatred is split off and kept apart. The special love partner is acceptable only as long as he serves this purpose. Hatred can enter and indeed is welcome in some aspects of the relationship, but it is still held together by the illusion of love. If the illusion goes, the relationship is broken or becomes unsatisfying on the grounds of disillusionment. Love is
4: not an illusion, it is a fact. Where disillusionment is possible, there was, no, there was not love but hate. Hate is an illusion, and what can change was never love. It is certain that those who select certain ones as partners in any aspect of living and use them for any purpose which they would not share with others, are trying to live with guilt rather than die of it. This is the choice they see, and love to them is only an escape from death. They seek it desperately, but not in the peace in which it would gladly come quietly to them. And when they find the fear of death is still upon them, the love relationship loses the illusion that it is is what it, it is not. But then the barricades against it are broken. Fear rushes in, and hatred triumphs.
0: There are no triumphs of love. Only hate is concerned with the triumph of love at all. The illusion of love can triumph over the illusion of hate, but always at the price of making both illusions. As long as the illusion of hatred lasts, so long will love be an illusion to you. And then the only choice which remains possible is which illusion you prefer. There is no conflict in the choice between truth and illusion. Seen in these terms, no one would hesitate. But conflict enters this instant the choice seems to be one between illusions, for this choice does not matter. Where one choice is as dangerous as the other, the decision must be one of despair.
1: Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all of the barriers within yourself which you have built against it. It is not necessary to seek for what is true, but it is necessary to seek for what is false. Every illusion is one of fear, whatever form it takes, and the attempt to escape from one illusion into another must fail. If you seek love outside yourself, you can be certain that you perceive hatred within and are afraid of it. Yet peace will never come from the illusion of love, but only from its reality.
3: Recognize this, for it is true, and truth must be recognized if it is to be distinguished from illusion. A special love relationship is an attempt to bring love into separation. And as such, it is nothing more than an attempt to bring love into fear and make it real in freedom. In fundamental violation of love's condition, the special love relationship would accomplish the impossible. How but an illusion could this be done? How but in illusion could this be done? It is essential that we look very closely at exactly what it is you think you can do to solve the dilemma, which seems very real to you, but which does not exist. You have come very close to truth, and only this stands between you and the bridge that leads you into it.
4: Heaven waits silently, and your creations are holding out their hands to help you cross and welcome them, for it is they you seek. You seek but for your own completion, and it is they who render you complete. A special love relationship is but a shabby substitute of what makes you whole in truth, not an illusion. Your relationship with them is without guilt, and this enables you to look on all your brothers with gratitude because your creations were created in union with them. Acceptance of your creations is the acceptance of the oneness of creation, without which you could never be complete. No special can offer you what God has given and what you were joined with him in giving.
0: Across the bridge is your completion. For you will be holy in God, willing for nothing special, but only to be holy like unto him, completing him by your completion. Fear not to cross to the abode of peace and perfect holiness. Only there is the completion of God and of his Son established forever. Seek not for this in the bleak world of illusion, where nothing is certain when where everything fails to satisfy. In the name of God, be wholly willing to abandon all illusions. In any relationship in which you are wholly willing to accept completion, and only this, there is God completed, and his son with him.
1: The bridge that leads to union in yourself must lead to knowledge, for it was built with God beside you and will lead you straight to him, where your completion rests wholly Compatible with his. Every illusion which you accept into your mind by judging it to be attainable removes your own sense of completion and thus denies the wholeness of your father. Every fantasy, be it of love or hate, deprives you of knowledge, for fantasies are the veil behind which truth is hidden. To lift the veil which seems so dark and heavy, it is only needful to value truth beyond all fantasy and and to be entirely unwilling to settle for illusion in place of truth.
3: Would you not go through fear to love? For such the journey seems to be, love calls, but hate would have you stay. Hear not the call of hate and see no fantasies, Hmm. for your completion lies in truth and nowhere else. See in the call of hate and in every fantasy that rises to delay you, but the call for help which rises ceaselessly from you to your creator. Would he not answer you whose completion is his? He loves you wholly without illusion, as you must love. For love is holy without illusion and therefore holy without fear. Whom God remembers must be whole. And God has never forgotten what makes him whole. In your completion lies the memory of his wholeness and his gratitude to you for his completion. In his link with you lie both his inability to forget and your ability to remember. In him are joined your willingness to love and all the love of God. Who forgot you not.
4: Your father can no more forget the truth in you than you can fail to remember it. The Holy Spirit is the bridge to him, made from your willingness to unite with him and created by his joy in union with you. The journey that seemed to be endless is almost complete, for it is, for what is endless is very near. You have almost recognized it. Turn with me firmly away from all illusions now and let nothing stand in the way of truth. We will take the last foolish journey away from truth together, and then together we go straight to God in joyous answer to his call for his completion.
0: If special relationships of any kind would hinder God's completion, can they have value to you? What would interfere with God must interfere with you. Only in time does interference in God's completion seem to be possible. The bridge that he would carry you across lifts you from time into eternity. <clears throat> Waken from time and answer fearlessly the call of him who gave eternity to you in your creation. On this side of the bridge to timelessness, you understand nothing. But as you step lightly across it, upheld by timelessness, you are directed straight to the heart of God. At its center and only there, you are safe forever because you are complete forever. There is no veil the love of God in us together cannot lift. The way to truth is open. Follow it with me. Wow.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, the, the reality of love, what, what comes up for me in this, this we just read, is the reality of love, and I'm bringing this back to, to my grandkids that are real young, and that realizing that's an unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And and seeing that and feeling that and seeing the shabby substitutes that I built in a special love relationship. Everything has its purpose, and I think the spirit's going to will use these special love relationships to heal us, whatever wounds we had childhood or whatever. But when that when that bubble burst and you've healed that that wound, then the light comes in, you don't need it anymore. I mean that that we we put this special love relationship on a pedestal and kind of, you know, and kind of wall it off from truth. Uh, this has given me something that uh, I missed in childhood. For instance, I, I think that, you know, for me, it was, it was a great awakening, a great bubble. Actually it was this year. Yeah. That just burst trying could see, see what the purpose was and how, those grandkids, well, that they expressed to me the unconditional love of, of just open, completely mm-hmm. you know, there. And, uh,
4: yeah. This special relationship thing has taken me since the early 90s, I guess, to grasp. It was back then when <clears throat> I, was, I was studying it in a different group in Dallas. And I absolutely rejected this concept. I could not i I completely was against it. And when I talk about Bill, I just have an automatic trust that that you don't judge him. Mm-hmm. Um, I still care greatly for him, so I don't mean to use him in any way to i'm I'm not I'm not judging him at this time any longer. So it's easy for me to talk about some of my stuff with him and I hope that's okay to share. Um, Back in the early nineties, I found out after about eight years of marriage that he'd been fooling around with my sister for a very long time since before we were married. And that blew my mind, like absolutely blew my mind about eight years into the marriage and I wanted a divorce and he got into sex and love, addiction, recovery, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so now we're, he and I are in this Course in Miracles class and this comes up and I completely rejected it because I wanted to be more special than my sister in his eyes. I could not... That was tough. My sister was my, the closest I've ever been to anybody and she was the one he picked and vice versa and uh so that that was a tough concept and then midway into the marriage he was having another relationship and i wanted to be more special than her i just couldn't take it Now i didn't know they were having an affair i found out just recently that you know he admitted yes that was true but this time (laughs) i just found out in uh, at, on Thanksgiving that he's been having a secret life for the past five years with another woman. And he's out of that now. But again, mind blown. And this time I have able been able to shift over to the, I mean, once I was able to completely go to a place of forgiveness <clears throat> and I've, I've learned now what special relationships are and how detrimental. I never could have gotten it if I hadn't gone through all of this, which was torture. I mean, it was, you know, 32 years of being lied to. And, but I could, I think I could have never accepted this if I hadn't gone through that. But why, I don't get, do we have to go through that kind of crap? <coughs> to get to this understanding, because I don't think most people, I could never explain this to my family or friends, nobody's ever gonna say, oh, what do you mean there's my husband, is my, you know, special relationship. It has taught me the most amazing thing, and that is how to have a relationship with somebody. Because now I don't, now I understand a holy relationship, and I have that with Bill now, I could have never had that with him before. We still want a divorce, but, I mean, I do, but I have a holy relationship that I have never experienced in my entire life, and it is the most precious thing. But how is anybody supposed to get to that without all this other junk, you know? Mm -hmm.
3: It's a a big journey. It it says in this special love relationship is the ego's most guarded, Secret, you know, our citadel, you know, of illusion, and and I believe it. The special love romantic relationship is the most, uh, uh, you know. And that was for me. I went through the special relationship business, and I got it, but I didn't get the special love relationship till this year. And it was like a it's like a bubble burst, and ah, wow, it was it was an eye opener, but yeah. Because yes, we're talking in this chapter too about fantasies, you know, and illusions and mm-hmm. fantasies, and we all we all make illusions and fantasies yeah. and run after the future, and we think that this world has something pleasurable to offer me still, and and that they're all body related, of course, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, letting go of that that little bit of hope that this world that I I made has something that. Uh, that's a tough cookie. I still hold on to my illusions that, yeah, something, you know, uh, I have some sort of physical pleasure in the future, you
1: know?
4: Mm-hmm. that's a so tough on it. It really is.
1: You know it, it talks about um, how there are no degrees. Okay. And, and we, we put special relationships probably way up there above a lot of things. <laughs> and so yeah. we have given it a, a, a degree. Okay, and and we when when in in the whole scheme of things, at least the way I see it, is that spirit is going to use whatever it's going to take to be effective for you to have an impact to get to your awakening, which you actually seek, whether you realize it or not. And spirit's going, okay, well this will be most effective for you. Okay. It, when you look back on it, it when you get when you get through it and you look back on it, and you you end up going, yeah, that probably was the only thing that it would take to get me through.
2: Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you
3: got a good point there, Jack, with degrees because in the special relationships, first of all, it, for, for me, at any rate, it was to realize there's no ups and downs; it's all on the same level. Doesn't matter if it's my brother, my mother, my son. You know, you know that was that where there's no degrees. It's just everybody's a holy encounter equally. Just one. Yeah, and then that special love relationship was <laughs> kind of over there in the corner. You know, I didn't see it. You know, it's like, you know, uh, well, oh, how did I not see that one? You know. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just like you know, you you spoke earlier about grandchildren, and the. Um, the unconditional love. Mm. Well, guess what? <laughs> I believe there really is conditional love even there. But we don't want to
3: see that. We yeah, that's as close know. as we can come to seeing it here. And early on. Night and day difference. Although I, I agree, I accept it completely. In this world, you know, unconditional love is, we don't really know what it is. Yeah. but it is is. (laughs) it's It's really there (laughs) I can only get my hands on it
4: (laughs) the next step in this for me is when I think about okay now I've learned all this now I've gotten to this place now I've come to understand this one holy relationship but but I'm supposed to do that with everybody (laughs) <laughs> I look at these women from his past. My sister and I have long since repaired our relationship and are very close again, but affair number two and this past five year thing, I, I suddenly realized I have to love them as much as I love my children and my grandchildren. And I was like, <laughs> you know, seriously, But I knew I wasn't gonna spend too much time not loving them, because it just brings me misery. And I kept feeling like if I don't, I will never be healed in so many aspects of my life and I'm gonna have to come back here and do the whole damn thing over again. (laughs) It's a real motivator, but it's very and and it's very rewarding. It blows my mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I see you you hit a key point there. The, the the forgiveness isn't for them. The forgiveness is for you. Yes. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It, it's a.
4: Yeah. It's just. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: I've done the same thing. I'll say like my my marriage was major special relationship, and then I thought I was like, okay, figure that one out. I'm gonna just love myself from within uh, all the loves within. Spiritual teacher right after that, bam, went right back into the special relationship. So I'm I'm hoping I got it a little better this time because that was even more painful than my divorce, actually. And um, I'm like, man, you know, I mean, I've spent a lot of time just kind of going love is within. I don't need to seek from without the love is within. Like over the last two years, it's been like my whole focus. And it's just, you know.
1: I really do like that paragraph thirty-two about special relationships. That's 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 a good one. It, I think it hits home with all of us. But, um, you know, one of the things I was thinking of when when, when we read through that was I think um, how often I will just now I, I like to express myself and, and share with without. It, and I and let me preface this first. I used to worry about everything that people might think about me, mm-hmm. about every word I said, every action I took, every gesture I made. okay, I used to think about that, and then when I finally got to a point where I said, no more i that's too much of a burden it, it's It's so heavy a burden on me that I can't keep doing that and discover who I am so as I started doing that, when I started re- releasing that, I started realizing that I was speaking, I was sharing, I was moving, gesturing, whatever, without any thought of anybody judging me.
4: Big freedom in that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, I, and, and it, as we started reading through that, I, I, I guess it finally kind of yeah. in. Uh, the cat here.
2: <laughs>
1: the, it, it's that, you know what? <clears throat> Everybody else wants the same thing. So,
2: mm-hmm. so you, the
1: judge is just fulfilling their expectations. They've got that annoying, nagging thing going on. Somebody's judging. So I can help by not judging and, but I need to consistently, you know, hold my own in the, in the things of just doing and being without feeling judged, yeah. even though I might be, but I can do my part by not, you know, practicing, not judging. I don't know if that makes much sense. But. It does.
0: Mm-hmm. But I say we need to move on because this last section's a bit That's long, long. Um, and it's the specialness and guilt. I think, I think Susan, didn't you just read? Uh, no, we'll say you, Susan read. I thought I'll read. You
1: finished it. I thought um, you finished.
0: Oh, did I? Okay. So yeah, it's the specialness and guilt section. Now the interesting thing, circle of atonement, you know, they just came up with totally new titles. The circle of atonement calls this section, the ritual of the death of God. Yeah. So there you
3: have it. The the <laughs> With, ritual of what?
0: Of the death of God. Well,
3: you know that that would be the ego trying to you oh, know kill yeah. God, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm the source. You know, I'm the Father. Yeah. You know, don't look anywhere else. Okay.
0: I can so, see
3: it.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so if I just read, then Jack, you're up. Yeah,
3: I'm
1: up. yeah. Specialness and guilt. In looking at the special relationship. It is necessary first to realize that it involves a great amount of pain. Weren't we just discussing that? Anxiety, despair, guilt, and attack all enter into it, broken into by periods in which they seem to be gone. (laughs) All these must be understood for what they are. Whatever form they take, they are always an attack on the self. To be made the uh, to make the other guilty we have spoken of this before but there are some aspects of what is
3: really being attempted that we have not touched very,
2: sim-
3: very simply the attempt to make guilty is always directed against God for the ego would you, would have you see him and him alone is guilty leaving the sons to it open to attack and unprotected from it. Special love relationship is the ego's chief weapon. There it is. It's the chief Mm -hmm. weapon for keeping you from heaven. It does not appear to be a weapon, but if you consider how you value it and why, you will realize what it must be. The special love relationship is the ego's most boasted gift. And what a gift. (laughs) And, And one which has the most appeal to those unwilling to relinquish guilt. The dynamics of the ego are clearest here. For counting on the traction of this offering, the fantasies which are often quite open here, they are usually judged to be acceptable and even natural. No one considers it bizarre to love and hate together, and even those who believe that hate is sin merely feel guilty and do not correct it.
4: This is the natural condition of the separation, and those who learn that it is not natural at all seem to be the unnatural ones. For this world is the opposite of heaven, being made to be its opposite, and everything here takes a direction exactly opposite of what is true. In heaven, where the meaning of love is known, love is the same as union. Here, where where the illusion of love is accepted in love's place, love is perceived as separation and exclusion.
1: Kelly, are you still on this?
0: Sorry, I was muted. I'm just trying to keep your keep the hammering away. <laughs> it is in the special relationship, born of the hidden wish for special love for God from God, that the ego's hatred triumphs. For the special relationship is the renunciation of the love of God and the attempt to secure for the self the specialness which he denied. It is essential to the preservation of the ego that you believe this specialness is not hell, but heaven. For the ego would never have you see that separation can only be lost, being the one condition in which heaven cannot be.
1: God, it hurts to read that paragraph sometimes. <laughs> To everyone, heaven is completion. There can be no disagreements on this because both the ego and the Holy Spirit accept it. They are, however, in complete disagreement on what completion is and how it is accomplished. The Holy Spirit knows that completion lies first in union and then in the extension of union. To the ego, completion lies in triumph and in the extension of the victory, even to the final triumph over God. Wow. In this it sees the ultimate freedom of the self, for nothing would remain to interfere with it. God, that is so true. Yeah. This is its idea of heaven. From this it follows that you this... From this, it follows that union, which is a condition in which the ego cannot interfere,
3: must be hell. The special relationship is a strange and unnatural ego device for joining hell and heaven and making them indistinguishable. And the attempt to find the imagined best of both worlds has merely led to fantasies of both and to the inability to perceive either one as it is. The special relationship is the triumph of this confusion. It is a kind of union from which union is excluded, and the basis for the attempt at union rests on exclusion. What better example could there be of the ego's maxim? Seek but do not find.
4: (laughs) Most curious of all is the concept of the self, which the ego fosters in the special relationship. This self seeks the relationship to make itself complete. Yet when it finds the special relationship in which it thinks it can accomplish this, it gives itself away and tries to trade itself for the self of another. This is not union, for there is no increase and no extension. Each partner tries to sacrifice the self he does not want for one he thinks he would prefer, and he feels guilty for the sin of taking and giving nothing of value in return. For how much value can he place upon the self that he would give away to get a better one?
0: The better self the ego seeks is always one that is more special. And whoever seems to possess a special self is loved for what can be taken from him. Where both partners see the special self in each other, the ego sees a union made in heaven. For neither one will recognize that he has asked for hell, and so he will not interfere with the ego's illusion of heaven, which it offered him to interfere with heaven. Yet if all illusions are of fear, and they can be of nothing else, the illusion of heaven is nothing more than an attractive form of fear in which the guilt is buried deep and rises in the form of love.
1: The appeal of hell lies only in the terrible attraction of guilt, which the ego holds out to those who place their faith in littleness. The conviction of littleness lies in every special relationship, for only the deprived could value specialness. The demand for specialness and the perception of the giving of specialness as an act of love would make love hateful. And the real purpose of the special relationship, in strict accordance with the ego's goals, is to destroy reality and substitute illusion. For the ego it is itself an illusion, and only illusions
3: can be the witnesses to its reality. If you perceive the special relationship as a triumph over God, would you want it? Let us not think of its fearful nature, nor of the guilt it must entail, nor of the sadness and the loneliness. For these are only attributes of the whole religion of the separation, of the total context in which it is thought to occur. The central theme in, in its litany to sacrifice is that God must die so you can live. And it is this theme which is acted out in the special relationship. Through the death of yourself, you think you can attack another self and snatch it from the other to replace the self which you despise. And you despise it because you do not think it offers the specialness which you demand. And hating it, you have made it little and unworthy because you are afraid of it.: hmm.
4: How can you grant unlimited power to what you think you have attacked? So fearful has the truth become to you that unless it is weak and little and unworthy of value, you would not dare to look upon it? You think it's safer to endow the little self which you have made with power you wrested from truth, triumphing over it, triumphing triumphing over it and leaving it helpless. See how exactly this ritual enacted in the special relationship. An altar is erected in between two separate people to kill his self, and on his body raise another self, which takes its power from his death over and over and over. This ritual is reenact is enacted and it is never completed nor ever will be completed for the ritual of completion cannot complete and life arises not from death nor heaven from hell
0: <clears throat> whenever any form of special relationship tempts you to seek for love in ritual remember love is content and not form of any or sorry love is content and not form of any kind the special relationship is a ritual of form aimed at the raising of the form to take the place of god at the expense of content there is no meaning in the form and there will never be The special relationship must be recognized for what it is, a senseless ritual in which strength is extracted from the death of God and invested in his killer as the sign that form has triumphed over content and love has lost its meaning. Would you want this to be possible even apart from its evident impossibility? For if it were possible, you would have made yourself helpless. God is not angry. He merely could not let this happen. You cannot change his mind.
1: <laughs> no rituals that you have set up in which the dance of death delights you can bring death to the eternal. Nor can your chosen substitute for the wholeness of God have any influence at all upon it. See in the special relationship nothing more than a meaningless attempt to raise other gods before him and by worshiping them to obscure their tiniest and his greatness. In the name of your completion, you do not want this. For every idol which you raise to place before him stands before you in place of what you
3: are. Mm -hmm. Salvation lies in the simple fact that illusions are not fearful because they are not true. They but seem to be fearful to the extent to which you fail to recognize them for what they are, and you will fail to do this to the extent to which you want them to be true. And to the same extent, you are denying truth, and so are making yourself unable to make the simple choice between truth and illusion, God and fantasy. Remember this, and you will have no difficulty in perceiving the decision as just what it is and nothing more.
4: The core of the separation delusion lies simply in the fantasy of destruction of love's meaning. And unless love's meaning is restored to you, you cannot know yourself who shares its meaning. Separation is only the decision not to know yourself. Its whole thought system is a carefully contrived learning experience designed to lead away from truth and into fantasy. Yet for every learning that would hurt you, God offers you correction and complete escape from all its consequences. The decision whether or not to listen to this course and follow it is but the choice between truth and illusion. For here is truth separated from illusion and not confused with it at all.
0: How simple does this choice become when it is perceived as only what it is? For only fantasies made confusion in choosing possible, and they are totally unreal. This year is thus the time to make the easiest decision that ever confronted you, and also the only one. You will cross the bridge into reality simply because you will recognize that God is on the other side and nothing at all is here. It is impossible not to make the natural decision as this is realized. That part of the special relationship in 54 was pretty intense. I was like, oh, my gosh. It says says, a special relationship must be recognized for what it is, a senseless ritual in which strength is extracted from the death of God and invested in his killer as the the sign that form has triumphed over content and love has lost its meaning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, that's not mincing words in the least. I was like,
2: dang.
4: Yeah. yep.
0: And then it gives you that, you know, that part, like I said earlier, it's like that, well, duh, you know, it's like, it says, you know, would you really want this? (laughs) You know, duh. So it's just, you all but it's true. It's like we so get so tangled up in these relationships thinking that's going to fill us because we're separate from God. And, you know, none of that's even real, but we're trying to fill in this vacancy that we don't have.
3: Yeah. And we all have that, that hole. You know that uh uh and we we try to fill it in various ways, and I guess those special relationships are the way that we're trying to feel what is that hole that we all feel that you know cut mm-hmm. the umbilical cord and it's some sort of abandonment that's a separation void right and we and then we we all come through childhood you know with our own various wounds, which are just holes, really as I see them. I didn't get what I thought I wanted or needed. And so there's kind of a hole there. And I'll use a special relationship or a special love relationship as a means of filling that hole. because And it's impossible to do so because I'm just working in illusions. Nothing ever. But um, I, I like in 45, it says the, the, uh, the last sentence here where the illusion of love is accepted in love's place. Love is perceived as separation and exclusion. It It's clear, you know, we learn love backwards here, so so very backwards. Love here is exclusion instead yeah. of exclusion, whereas inclusion is the only true love. Yeah. So with inclusion, how can you have a special relationship? You, you can't. If it's all inclusive, it, it just, it's an more you know, uh, uh,
0: um, I say, Susan, were you going to say something there? I thought I heard you start and I lost you.
4: I don't remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, do you have anything else you would like to share, Susan?
4: <laughs> no. Yeah, I think I'm not covered it.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I When I got divorced, uh, I, uh, it, it took me a while to get back in the idea of dating again. and And, and so I started exploring that. And... I noticed that a lot of people were saying things like, I want somebody who's experienced in relationships. <laughs> and and I was I was involved in the course at the time and it, it's like, well, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And, and and as i've gotten more and more into the course i realized that just like it said it's you know all it's all they're doing is asking for somebody to be dragged back into the misery that they're having and and because it offers some level of comfort and what what, what did it say early on uh, the special relationship is well, It's kind of a comfort zone. It's, it's something to protect, we feel like we're protected and, and safe.
0: Well, yeah, it just seems interesting, the thought that crossed my mind when you said that, to say, like, oh, I want, I want somebody who's been who's you know, experienced relationships, but they're single now. You're yeah. basically saying, I want somebody who's failed a bunch. You know, and I'm like, isn't yeah. that kind of an odd? I mean, they're not saying it. I'm sure they wouldn't think of it that way, but that's what they're saying. Like, hey, I hope you got around a lot, and you, you, know, you still haven't managed to work it out. It's odd because it's like, yo, know, they wouldn't say it. They twist it in their mind, like, oh, this is somebody who's, you know, it's like.
4: Yeah. It a, oh.
0: It's crazy the stuff we ask for and don't even realize it. Yeah. Well,
1: this is a really good section that we're reading today. Mm-hmm. On, on that. And, mm-hmm. and it's a real eye opener. A lot of avenues. I know. A lot of thoughts that I've had.
4: So, I've wondered what it will be like, you know, if I ever date again or when I do. Because I cannot imagine like what you were saying you have dealt with, Jack. I just cannot imagine having to deal with all the other minds that think the way that I always have and don't want to anymore. It's a challenge. It's gonna be hard and I
1: Well, again, I, I I I thought it was hard at the time, but coming through it I realized that I was causing most of the most of the time, <laughs> because I was throwing expectations out there, and I was mm-hmm. dealing with my own inhibitions, you know, uh, of, 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 of guilt and fears and, and expectations and things of that nature. And uh, as you begin to slough those things off, you you no longer see them as desirable.
4: Yeah, it just seems like it'd be a lot more fun to just stay single.
1: It seems that way. And, Personally,
4: I think it is, and
1: there's nothing wrong with that. Some people have got it in their minds that that marriage has to; they just have to be married. Yeah, I've got friends like that. Uh, we had a guy in in, the, in our group uh, sometime before you guys, but I mean, he just had to be married. <laughs> his yeah. wife passed away, but is she? Mm-hmm. Got, he got through that, and then it's like.
3: You gotta find somebody else. Yeah. Well, uh, somebody else. That's the key. Somebody and it, right. yeah. why, why is it that we feel like you're not? We're not complete if we don't have another body, you know, with us or mm-hmm. something. That, that's mm-hmm. the great illusion to to bridge to cross.
2: Right. That
3: you are complete, and um, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing
1: wrong with it if you if you want to do it for, let's just say, worldly reasons. Okay, wherever they be, whatever. You feel like you've got to fit into a mold or something. Uh, I I see, I've got no objection to that. I've got no problem with that at all. Uh, It's just I know in my mind that we're all one. And that's that's why I have trouble dealing with some of the conflicts that not only enter my mind, but that others share with me. That I take on and, and struggle, struggle with them through, or just through it in my own mind.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh. So anyway, we have like thirty seconds left. Okay. okay. So let's pray out real quick. Okay. Mm. We just are so grateful for the opportunity to gather today, the opportunity to look at relationships, special and holy. Love and hate so that we can be more aware and be more conscious throughout our our days, throughout our journeys, that we can choose with spirit in the way that we're led. And we bless the stay and we allow it to be. Amen. Mm -hmm. Woohoo.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you. My mighty companions. Thank you.
1: Thank
0: you guys.
3: Good Good lessons today.
0: It was really good.
1: Lot, lots you. of you
0: you have a good week too yeah it was nice having four sections today. we weren't quite as rushed so Watch out for those special relationships
3: they're out there to get you oh uh-huh. my goodness
0: let's go get them let's go tackle them <laughs>
3: it's just special just for a little while you know yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Well, you're gonna get you're gonna get tangled up with them anyway so just enjoy it
0: just enjoy them. <laughs> 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 I'll talk to you guys later.
3: All right. yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it all in a business relationship, yeah. Well yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well that's where you don't want to take it,
3: then it yeah. yeah, you can have a you can say it's hey, a business relationship. I'm gonna pay for for an hour of special relationship <laughs> and then I'm out of it. <laughs>